0: I get to it first, I got you mad. I guess that when I get to it last, get it that I'm never going back. Get it that I'm never going back. I get to it first, I got you mad. I guess that when I get to it less. get it that I'm never going back. Get it that I'm never going back. Uh-oh. Going up, going up, going up, going up. Going up. Income's not one way, living life on a one way I knew this would happen someday, you could ask on day one, day. Cloudy days turn to sun rays, only way to way up, way. Know my way, know my feng shui. I get to it first, I got you mad I guess that when I get to it last Get it, then I'm never going back Get it, then I'm never going back I get to it first, I got you mad I guess that when I get to it last Get it, then I'm never going back Going up, going up, going up, going up Get it, that I'm never going. Up, going up Going up, going up, going up, going up Going up, going up, get it, that I'm never going Different summer, different car keys I'm the life of the party Might buy a bike like a Harley Totally do so gnarly God got me, can't harm me I got armor and a army Battle scars, battle smartly Just forever like a Sharpie I get to it first, I got you mad I guess I when I get to a less, get it down, never going back. Get it down, never going back. I get to a first, I got you back. I guess I when I get to a less. Get it down, never going back. Get it down, never going back. Going up, going up, going up, going up, going up, going up. Get it down, never going up, going up, going up, going up, going up.
1: What is up, everybody?
2: What's going Generation
1: on, guys? Orange. What's up, it's Jefferson? Orange? What's up, Sean? How you doing, man? Man, I'm, I'm great. I am phenomenal. I am as good as I have been in a while. I feel good. I look good. There you look, go. Look, I'm wearing the colors again. No more just straight up Surge merch every week. <laughs> I'm proud enough to wear the Dynamo kit again. There you go, man. I mean, obviously,
2: uh big news, big news around uh, around uh Dynamo camp and all that stuff. Um, you know, huge change. Uh a major change that a lot of people didn't think was gonna happen anytime soon. But before we get to all that, man, you know, welcome everybody to Generation Orange. Um, appreciate everybody who's here. I see everybody on the chat on Twitch and YouTube, man, guys. Pre- out to all of you i know that the u.s open cup final is on right now you know but we have enough mobile devices that we can do both guys so let's get on let's let's get on let's get active you know this is the dynamo uh show you know and obviously you know big news nagamara out hashtag nagamara out somehow worked i don't know how but it it did uh out of nowhere um paulo nagamara is is officially out as a Dynamo head coach. Um, he did not last the whole season. Um, when he left, the Dynamo were left on the bottom of the table. And you know, obviously, I know for your from your standpoint, Sean, I know it's good riddance, goodbye. And you know, sire Nara. Uh, from my standpoint, I mean, obviously, you know, it's just I think I think he was given uh, a tough tough task. You know, being a first time head coach and all that stuff. Um, but you know that comes along with the gig. You know if you if you apply for something, you 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 look forward to whatever kind of obstacles might come within that that position that you're applying for. And you know we can make all the excuses in the world that you know the team is this and the team was that and X Y Z. But you knew what you had coming in, and you obviously you and your staff were not able to accomplish anywhere close to the goals that that front office and, and and ownership wanted, so we are. This is where we're at today, Sean. Obviously, I know you know. You have been Naga out for a moment for a while now. I've been as well, but I mean, but obviously, you know, with everything being said, all through the media and through the front office, you know, you know, having, having his back, obviously, as any franchise would. You know, I, I didn't think it was it was gonna it was gonna be anything that would happen, and if it did happen, I thought it would be in the offseason. But this took me completely for a shock. So, Sean, how about? Tell me, what were you thinking as soon as you found out
1: that, you know, Paolo was officially out? Uh, first of all, it was uh, pinch me. Is this actually happening? I'm not even going to lie. Like I was kind of in the same boat that I think a lot of people were like, okay, this doesn't seem possible. Doesn't seem real. Uh, you know, a, a, to your point, everything that Pat and Ted and others have said from the organization, it, you know, really indicated he was going to get another season. Uh uh, to to have a chance for Pat and Asher to work to get players that he actually wanted, although I can't imagine that a coach wouldn't want players like a Sebas or uh, or an Ace Ace uh, on their squad. But uh, even with that said, you know it was still uh, no no no. I, I I knew Glenn wasn't hacked. That's why you didn't see any of those tweets coming out. But um, <laughs> let's just say that I knew before Glenn tweeted it. Let's oh, just man. say that I, I, I Sean, Sean, Sean the Insider. I, I wasn't, I wasn't hurting to know it that it was real when it when it was announced, even though everybody thought it was crazy. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but, but no, seriously. I mean, I was just when I first heard it, I was like, I was like, this isn't real. There's no possible way. And then you know, it was it was just not much longer after that. I mean, it was just a while, but not much longer. Like I had to sit on this. Y'all don't even know I was sitting on being happy for like a few hours. <laughs> so. Uh, but yeah, it was, that was, that was some crazy stuff. Not, no lie. Uh, and, uh, you know, but, uh, yeah. So once, once, once I absorbed the news, you know, once I had a chance to kind of realize that, yeah, this is really happening and, and really that moment came not when Glenn tweeted it, but once the, uh, you know, once everybody nationally started picking up and running with it, right. When the athletic is running with it, when guys like Paul Tenorio and, uh, Sam's Chess skull are running with it you know these guys that you look up to and, and look at as media people and you're just like yeah they know you know they know uh and so when they were running with it, I'm like no this is this is legit legit like on the level legit uh and so <clears throat> that was when I realized yeah it was real but then you know I was thinking about it and I'm like why would they do this right now what sense does that make right like we've talked about there are a few good reasons that you do something like this right now. Number one, you've got to start your coaching search now, because if you don't start your coaching search now, coaching search now, and you are not planning to keep Nagamura (laughs) at the end of the season. Anyways, you are wasting five to six weeks, seven, eight weeks. If you count playoffs, nine weeks, if you count playoffs, actually you're wasting nine weeks of your, of your uh, effectively of your timeline, uh, to, to, to you know coddle a coach that you know you're not going to keep around anyways. Um, go ahead, Mark. No, I mean
2: it's 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 weird
1: to see the
2: club be proactive. You know, um, and you not know, settle, not settle for mediocrity, and and, and, not, and not settle for the mediocrity that we were dealing with during this time period. You know, because like you said, I mean, even though I thought you know if if the possibility of Nagamora being gone after one season was going to happen. I thought it was going to be during the off season, um, which would have been okay. You know, obviously, you know, that would give them plenty amount of time to go find for a coach or whatever this and that, you know, but you know, but if they had gone with the notion of starting with him being the coach next season and then having the same results and then like a month or two into the new season, canning him and putting someone in someone in the interim basis. I thought that would have been a whole another 12 months of mediocrity for the dynamo and, uh, another season of why the club can't succeed. Another round of excuses from the, from the club in the front office and another, just a, a, a more disappointment after, you know, almost a decade of disappointments from the, from the, from the club. So the fact of the matter is that, you know, that, that, the, that they went this route, it's, it's, I'm happy about it. I'm, I'm excited about it because it's it's just showing that there's they're they're willing. They're willing to eat crow. You know, they're willing to admit their mistakes and they're willing to move on from them. Because, look, we all make mistakes in life and, and work and whatever category you want to categorize. We all make mistakes. Right. How long do you want to linger knowing that you made a mistake? That's 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 the that's the bigger mistake in my in my opinion. You know, and the fact that Pat and and who and obviously Ted, I'm sure he had his input in this. You know, said that you know what, Naga. He tried everything he could, but he's just not the right guy for this position. Whatever. You know, thank you for your service, and uh, here are your pink, and here's your pink slip. <laughs> I'm 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 happy. I'm happy that they did did this, man. Because like you said, now it gives it gives them a whole two, almost three months worth of time to go really look into this curse uh, coaching search to really interview whatever candidates. I think Pat said that he had like 60 applications within the last 72
1: hours, which, you know, uh, who knows what those names so could wait, be on wait, wait, Hold on. Hold on. You just said something. I want you to think about this for a second. How long? How long have they been getting applications for the last 72 hours, right? Yeah. When did this news break? I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> it was yesterday. That's more so, than I was away. Yesterday I was away. is less than 72 hours. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yesterday was less but, than 72 hours. That's all. But, I'm saying. you
2: know, but what I'm saying is, you know, like, I mean, it's there, there's there, there's interest in the club and there's interest from uh, from 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 obviously agents that represent coaches and, and things like that. And that's always good to see uh, 60 applications in the last 72 hours. I mean, that's a lot. Uh, Like I said, I mean, I don't know what what kind of quality or what kind of names or prestige are on those applicants that 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 have submitted their name in in the for this to be the future Dynamo coach. Well, I guess we'll see in due time, but I mean, but it's, it's just it's good, you know, clean slate. Obviously, you know, we've been talking about it, Sean, the last few episodes about you know, once the season is over, we can dump all the players that we don't want, you know, not pick up these options of these players that we don't really need and start. Uh, brand new, building a new foundation, and now it's truly that. I mean, new coach, new players, bigger budget, uh, new stadium, uh, new mesh seats. Uh, so I mean, just 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 a whole new vibe for the Dynamo for 2023 and the upcoming season. You know, and and I'm here for it. You know, I mean, shit. I mean, we've been here for for all doing all this, this misery. I mean, you might as well make it to once we get to uh, greener pastures. Hopefully, you know obviously, you know, everything doesn't go as according to plan and plan as we want to all the time. But Sean, no, I mean, obviously, um, I know that this show is going to be 95 percent majority talking about you know coaching candidates and obviously the 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 the, the lackluster job that Nagamora did. But uh, before we go with all of that, let me let me go let me get to the poll question of the day. Dude, just hit me with that poll question of the day.
3: Um,
2: so obviously, you know, with the Nagamora era over in Houston. If you were pat onsted what kind of coach are you hiring next um the choices were top a top mls assistant a national team coach uh a, a european a coach with european experience uh, a coach with a uh, more Liga mx mls experience i guess from this hemisphere um and with 46 47 of, of the votes Almost half of the 64 votes that were uh, tallied, people have gone with a coach from MLS, Liga, MX. Um, So, I mean, it's interesting. And in second place, a coach with European, obviously, uh, with a European pedigree.
1: So, I mean, you know, obviously. What percent was was the European pedigree? 32%. So, So it wasn't wasn't that far off. Let's say roughly 80% of people want a coach that has head coaching experience. Not necessarily just an MLS, but at least head coaching experience.
2: Yes, yes. Somebody experience is not doing this for the first time. You know, not coming from a, a, a youth system or or you know, development league or whatever. They want somebody with some with some knowledge who have who who's, who's really comfortable with their style of play. Who you know what kind of what what kind of style of play they bring into the table, what kind of philosophy they bring, and uh, and and basically you know just have a. Uh, some kind of resume you know not just a powerpoint we need we need a we need a resume with some with some accomplishments on there but yeah with that being said sean i mean obviously you know i mean the last couple of the last couple of hours uh the last especially for this day i mean i've been looking at coaches available coaches seeing what's what's out there whatever obviously a lot of names been thrown thrown uh, uh, more, uh, certain names more often than others. Um,
1: (laughs) There's a couple that I know of that have been thrown out there
2: for sure. sure. And, you know, and and like I said, we have, I mean, an hour and a half to go through all these candidates, all these names, you know, and things like that. you know, I just (laughs) like, And for you guys in the YouTube and the Twitch chat, I mean, obviously leave the names of the people you want, you want to hear about or why, you know, let us know why you think that guy's the candidate, you know, and you know, if you have a a, a wild name out there, you know, just throw it out there, man. Let's see, let's see, man, who knows. Um, But, you know, but think about it, Sean, Um, you look at like, you look at a club, like, like Dynamo, right. Who, who, like I said, I am surprised with them being proactive with this firing because they, it shows to me that this front office and this, uh, uh, this, this, this leadership group is not going to deal with mediocrity, which is great. Because I mean, you see across the pond, Chelsea, one of the biggest clubs in the world, just get rid of their coach and and and, and, and Tuchel, who actually won them a Champions League, won them a FIFA World Cup, won them a, a, a Super Cup. You know, and, but they they, they weren't going to deal with the mediocrity. I mean, you know, they, they they were off to a bad start. The vibes were wrong or whatever was going on. Obviously, we don't know anything that's going on, but they cut ties, man. Big clubs, they're not scared to move on and, and, and go forward because that's what they're meant to do. That's what they're supposed to do, you know. Um, the number one objective or priority of any big club is to win. Winning cures all, regardless of what's going on. And the club, you know, behind the scenes, business wise, X, Y, Z. If the club is winning, everything else is. Everything else can be can be dealt with what at whatever time, right? But obviously, you know, we're not a. We haven't had a winning culture, in almost for almost a decade, Sean. So there's a magnifying glass on this on this new ownership group. Unfortunately for them, you know, and and every move that they that that they that, 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 that's spoken about. Every candidate that was an almost candidate or an almost hire or every player who we could have almost got or every player that we missed on it's going to be magnified because what if that would have been that right coach? What if that would have been the right player to turn us around? You know, and it's it's an unfortunate thing and a lot of pressure for a, a group of a, team, a group of front office members to be upon, but they knew what they signed up for. You know, you don't sign up for this. You don't sign up for a position without knowing what you're going to get yourself in for. And they knew what they were getting themselves into. So, Sean, I mean, I mean, I'm ready to hear what you got, what you got up your sleeve. Who you want, you know? Uh, what do you think the next move sh- should be for Pat? How long should it take in the interviewing process? Is my question first and foremost because obviously, yes, they do have a lot of time before you know, uh, World Cup and all this stuff, whatever. So, any a lot of coaches come be- can become available through- throughout the next couple of months or
1: whatever, a couple of weeks. But uh, how soon do you want this done? I'm willing to give it 60, 60 to 90 days, two to three months. That's still before, you know, the offseason really gets going because you've still got playoffs and playoffs are going to be a little ways. You've got World Cup. World Cup is going to be a while, uh, you know, so 60 to 90 days. I think as long as you have one effectively, you know, in position, maybe they can't announce it for various reasons, but someone effectively in the position who's agreed verbally or otherwise uh, you know, by mid mid December, you know that gives you a couple of weeks to to really start with the the December you know stuff that you need to get done and uh and and there's a lot of of things that will still have to happen after these five weeks of the season that are left uh you know conclude uh you know the final five matches of the season <clears throat> um you know everything from you've got to figure out what players are you potentially going to keep who are on expiring contracts what players are you not going to keep um you know once you kind of have that idea and i think to be honest i don't think they're going to wait for a new head coach to determine who they're keeping and not keeping i think the plan is to probably not keep any of you know the ones that they can effectively ship out um so with
2: that with that being said sean you know obviously like you know a shout out to uh kenny bundy for 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 being promoted to interim head coach for the dynamo he's done a great job with the Dynados team you know obviously with them qualifying for the playoffs but so like with that being said, now that Kenny's the 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 main guy, you know, and obviously going forward that uh um we're looking to see at we're looking to see basically players who are gonna be here for the next next year. Um do we start playing the youth? I mean, are we, are, are we playing the yeah. youth? Yeah. So here's because-
1: the here's here's the thing. I'm gonna piggyback on that question and and, and I'm gonna answer it by responding with the the kind of leak of information that came out part of the, it came out uh, as, as what Pat said last night on Glenn Davis's soccer matters show. Part of the conversation that Don Garber had was how this club and, and in general uh, MLS has begun to be able to develop, grow and then sell players on young players on from their academy systems. And there's a strong concern that the dynamo as a club have not done that yet anywhere near the level of any of the other clubs in MLS. But not only that, they're not even bringing players into play no. at the MLS level. And and there are players within those ranks that deserve minutes. Now, I'm not saying they deserve starts yet, but and I've said this on the show before and I'll say it again and any head coach coming in, I hope to God if I ever get a moment to talk to them, they're going to listen to me say this. But the fact is, if you don't give kids a chance to play and to understand just how much they need to improve they're not going to be able to adapt to the to the senior game they're not gonna be able to adapt to the higher quality and the higher pace and faster pace you there's a reason that philly introduces their players so young into the process it's 15 16 17 same thing with la galaxy and lafc now and and all in seattle even you're seeing 15 year olds in seattle that are playing um you know in portland even to some extent clubs that have good deep academies are bringing players in at younger and younger ages, even if they're not 100% ready for the pace or the physicality. Because the fact is, is you really don't know how they're going to adapt to it until you put them in that position. And a practice is not the place to do that. A practice is not going to be the same as a game-level situation. And putting them in U.S. Open Cup is not the same as a true MLS-level situation. And the reason I say that is, is because you're also surrounding them with crappy players because you're using your depth players. You're not starting your starters in U.S. Open Cup. So it's not like you're giving them the tools around them to actually succeed. If anything, you're giving them the tools around them to to intentionally fail the process. And that is the reason that I think a lot of our youngsters have not progressed, is because they have not had a clear path in terms of a coach who's willing to give them minutes, especially sub minutes late in matches, doesn't matter if you're up or down or whatever, and give them an opportunity to just go out there and have five, 10, 15 minutes consistently, and then show that, you know, hey, I can adjust to this level. And then if they don't, then yeah, you send them back after four or five matches, but not after one match. And that's what we've seen is, is and and let's be real palomino hasn't even gotten a match his one match was us open cup and i just talked about that so anyways but yes to your point and and it was said in the chat too not one coach since the franchise begun has done anything about growing youth players into the professional level and coaches have always been the issue in the last six years fidel i 100 i 100 agree with you and that has been my biggest frustration because tab ramos was supposed to be that guy he was a guy coming from a youth system that understood how you develop youth players then Paulo Nagamura is a guy coming from a youth system. He's supposed to help understand and be able to help you develop youth players because he came from USL. Uh you know SKC2 if you will, whatever Swope Park Rangers, you know, he- pro-
2: Go ahead. But the problem is that you know they they could, yes, they had the pedigree of growing player growing youth players from, you know, obviously the US national team and Sporting Kansas City whatever. But they're coming into a situation where they're they have to win now on the first team. You know, it's one of those things where where the priorities are kind of shifted because the, 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 new ownership group want to make an instant impact, which, which look, I, I understand. I understand obviously that this is not just, not just a, uh, obviously a sporting club. This is an, a business club, you know, this is a, a business model, you know, and obviously uh you have to make money off of this club, you know, for, for the owner to keep investing in it and things of that nature. And we, I mean, look, We've seen the ups and downs with the attendance. We've seen the hype, the hype beast go up and we've seen it go, go to a dead silence this season, you know? So so the potential is there. And obviously Ted has seen it and we've shown it to him, you know, and like I mentioned earlier, winning cures all. And unfortunately for tab and for Paolo, I mean, they might've just came into a situation where, yeah, they might've wanted to explore, bringing in younger players from the academy and giving them minutes, but they never were able to give, they were never able to give They were never given a chance to, because of the way the, the games were dictated, the way the games were, were held. And obviously the lack of winning uh, during the season doesn't give them the opportunity to do so either. Um, you know, and, and it comes, and it comes sometimes to a point where as, as a coach, you never want to, you never want to tell your players, well, that's it. We give up middle of the season. Right. But I mean, but, logically you have to understand that hey it's gotten to a point where look man yes we're not mathematically out of the playoff contention but let's let's be honest if we haven't done if we haven't shown our best uh, if we have haven't shown our best soccer in week 28 of the season uh, we're probably not going to show it the next 6 7 weeks that that are remaining you know so let's uh, let's let's start planning some let's start putting in some uh, different players in, some younger players, things of that nature. You know, I mean, look, you just mentioned a couple of clubs earlier. Seattle Sounders is one that I that I always fixate on because Seattle has been the model franchise in MLS since they since their inception in 2009. You know, for them to field a team of 80 youth of their youth academy players earlier this season, it, it's an amazement, and to actually win that game, I mean, it's it's it just goes beyond like man, wow, you know, and we can't even feel the one, one, like, you know, how much, how, and this is, and this is why like we lose good prospects to either them going to college or, or them going to Mexico or them going to some, uh, them trying to go get some uh, trials overseas and whatever country they can get trials. In. This is why we lose th- these prospects and, and these academy players, because it's a frustrating thing to be a kid you know, let, let's say, for example, um Marcelo Palomino, right? Marcelo Palomino had an opportunity in, in Portugal or in Spain. He tried trial, he tried out he tried to offer teams out there. And then it didn't go So he decided to come back to the dynamo, whatever, and do this thing. And, and you know, he had the basically the world promised to him that he was gonna be our 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 franchise, our future XYZ. Dino Dos gets created the reserve league. He's killing that. We send him out on loan. To the USL, he kills that. He, you know, he does everything. He's done everything need done to prove to the franchise that he belongs on the first team. And yes, he gets picked on the 18, but he sits on the bench and wastes away when we allow players like, you know, with all the respect, players like Corey Bird, Memo Rodriguez, Memo Rodriguez. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, in, in, you know, uh, an infinity amount of opportunity when. These players might not be available. Might not be here with us
1: next season, you know. And make like, no, make no mistake, Palomino can play the same position that Memo and, has played and, in that, the last and, six or seven and, games. And and,
2: and and that's what I'm saying, you know. You got you got players like like Juan Castillas, you know, that obviously he's another player who who's been you know mentioned as far as you know the next the 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 the, the of the future of the Dynamo up and coming, you know, Danny Rios. For some reason, I mean, he's played more games for the national team El Salvador. Than he's done for the dynamo, which is, it's mind boggling. Like this kid has everything has played international matches against countries, the likes of as and, and South America, why he can't, he can't get on the pitch for a couple of minutes for the dynamo. Like, you know, and, and plus you're feeding to a, one of your, one of your major fan bases that you're still trying to, you know, keep it, keep around the Salvadorian fan base, you know, Um, so, I mean, it's, it's just mind boggling how we can't even get one play on the pitch for a couple minutes, uh, for for 10, 15 minutes, we keep, we keep throwing out the same bag of doo-doo out there and, and we keep getting the same results. And then we we're wondering why we keep ending up in the same, same predicament, the bottom of the table, the bottom of the table. And, and, And honestly, it's like, dude, you know, we deserve, we deserve the results that we're getting because that's what we, that's, that's what we're aiming to get. It has nothing to do with uh with you know with the with the lack of 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 coaching as far as like whether Tab is a bad coach or Paulo was a bad coach. I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think the fact is just that you know their main objective is to win with the first team and do that now and, and not worry about anything else because obviously winning solves everything, but that's not this is not a this is not a quick fix. This was never gonna be a quick fix. We we understood the big ass hole that the prior ownership dug us and, and, and threw us in like we're, we're we're not six feet deep we're like 18 feet deep right now you know
1: and and and, and it's a deep ass hole so we'll see what happens yeah yeah no I, I definitely you know there's definitely parts of that I agree with I disagree I think I I disagree with Paolo not being a bad coach or a terrible coach I think Kenny hit the nail on the head the problem is these dudes suck as coaches I I don't I'm gonna say that I don't I don't think they suck as coaches. I think the position that they were put in was also not fair.
2: There's a difference between coaching youth players and professional
1: players. Yes, The, the expectation of what they were going to bring to the club was too much for who they were and where they were coming from. And then I think Kenny hits the nail on the head, though, with the next part of this statement. So they decide to have... They decide they have to lean on experienced players to try to get them results because that's the only way they can keep the job. And I think that I think there is maybe a little bit of truth in the mindset part of that and referring to the coaches. But it doesn't matter to me as a fan. I know that Mm -hmm. sounds absolutely crazy. I've said this multiple times, though. I would rather us have a crappy one or two seasons in a row if it meant that we knew our academy players would be in a position in two years or three years and, and we would be competing every season for MLS Cups. But the fact is, is we're not anywhere close to that right now. I mean, this is there's, there's, this is a travesty is how bad it is. There's, no, there's no plan in place. Like, you know,
2: great. You know, the, the academy is a lot better than what it was five years ago. Great. But, 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 but who, but who's coming out of there? Like who, like, you know, even, even the, the ones that we thought, you know, was going to be like, we're going to be like the guys, whether it be Palomino, you know, Castillas, you know, shout out to Brooklyn Reigns Cause man, you know, that's the one that we've been chomping on, uh, chomping on, you know, and, you know, and congratulations to him for making a first team appearance, you know, because, you know, it, it's, it's, this is like the, the, this is like the Willie Wonka golden ticket. You know, you know, if you find one of those, if you find one of those, man, make sure you hold on to that shit because, you know, you're not going to find that anywhere else. But, uh, but like, there's, there's no plan in place. Like, you know, I understand that tunnel vision is, Hey, we want to compete for MLS playoffs. And that's great. Like, trust me, that should always be the main objective as the first team, but dude, we've had eight years of sucking as a, as a professional squad. Like it, it, I, Unless you unless you just brought in uh, x amount of number of players with a lot of experience and know actually and know how to play the actual game and have a high level of quality as players, I didn't think this was gonna be a, a turnaround. Like I said, I understood at the beginning of the season they were like, "Hey, we're aiming for playoffs." They signed Sebas Ferreira. They you know Hector Ferreira signed. So it was like, "Oh, cool, they're, they're aiming for playoffs." But even if even if they were aiming for playoffs, my realistically thought about it was oh we're probably going to end up being the the, the sixth or seventh seed you know which which okay cool that it, it, it's progression right but but still i mean we're still we're still nowhere near where we where we need to be and 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 now fast forward to today we're we sure as hell are nowhere near to nowhere near where we need to be as far as an mls franchise so if, if we can't do nothing about the mls franchise at this moment, because obviously we're not in no transfer window. We can't bring in no, no players or whatever. Then let's focus on the academy. Let's focus on those players that are on the cusp. Let's see what they bring to the table, you know, because that, because those players we do control, you know, we can give those players contracts. We can, we can do, we can swap back and forth. Let's, 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 let's do that. You know, you know, shout out, you know, like I said, shout out to the players in the first team who've done a great job and, 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 and gone through the, the struggle. But I mean, have, take take a, take a step back, you know, relax, get ready for the next season, do what you got to do to get better and all that stuff. But look, I don't need to see Steve Clark and go no more. Bring me, bring me uh, Xavi Valdez. I don't, I don't need to see uh, Memo Rodriguez or Corey Burley anymore. I need to see, I want to see Palomino. I want to see more beto Avila, you know, bring me those guys. I, that's That's what I want to see these last seven games. I don't care if we look. I'd rather lose the last seven games of the Dynamo season with these young guys than lose all these games again with the same squad that we've been running out there of, you know, Palomino, Bear,
1: you know, Bear, uh, uh, Parker. You said, Palom- these- you said Palomino, but you didn't mean it. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I said pa- Parker, Parker. Sorry.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, Palomino, I'm playing. What are you talking but, about? But like, but, but, like, you know, like, if we're going to lose these last, these last couple of weeks, look, might as well lose it with the youth squad out there gaining experience yeah. than losing it with players who don't give a shit and probably not going to be here next season.
1: So let's you know? let's talk about what is feasible from a rules and, and regulation perspective around the youth players and which players we can call up now and which ones we can't. So Maples, uh, Mikael, Mikael, however you want to pronounce his name, uh, a.k.a. Da Silva, uh, 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 not Palomino, the other, uh, Reigns, All three of them were just on short-term loans. Those short-term loans are typically just anywhere from four to six days. uh, So they're already back with Dose. Uh, They're not going to be available for another short-term loan uh, until the end of the Dynados season. Once that Dynados season is over, those players are eligible to be called back up. The one thing I would say about Mikael, I don't think he's on a green card, and we don't have an international slot, so it would have to be a loan and we could loan. That is a possibility. Uh, but there's a lot of moving parts around the number of short-term loans you're allowed for the season in MLS. Um, I think I want to say it's either it's somewhere between four to six, and we're already at number four, I think, for the season already. Um Palomino is available because he's a homegrown player. Castillas is available because he's a homegrown player. Um uh, players like LaFleur and uh uh Jacob Evans and Rios and, and Ria, Rios would be available, but Jacob Evans and, and LaFleur not going to be available. Papa and Doye not going to be available. Uh Rios would be. Um uh, trying to think of anybody else. Uh uh Juan uh not Juan uh Juarez would be available because he's a he he would be a homegrown uh but and I
2: think, but Sean, regardless of the fact I mean you named like five players that are available. Correct. I, I need I need to
1: see those guys in the match day eight and match day eighteen next week. I mean this upcoming week so that that brings me to the thing I wanted to talk about which is looking at the end of this season there there is something valuable for Dyna dose to still play for and I think there is something important to keep in mind too is there is value in your young players getting minutes in a situation like a playoffs that they're definitely not going to get with the Dynamo Senior Club this year for sure and Yes, it's, you know, it's a little different when you're talking playing, you know, playing development players versus playing MLS players. But if they're in a situation of pressure and they're in a situation where they can kind of experience that, that high level, uh, you know, in a playoff atmosphere, even if it's just one or two matches, you're still going to have, you know, you're still going to have the possibility of, of, you know, bringing them in, you know, for a match or two. Um, I just wanted to bring that up because I I am curious, and this is more for chat because I already know your opinion, Mark. But for chat, you know, in in all real, you know, in all reality, are you willing to sacrifice the Dynados playoff run to bring up those five players that I mentioned, those four players that I mentioned that are on homegrown contracts? Castillas, Palomino, uh, Juarez. Um, I didn't notice I didn't mention Valdez, but uh, Rios. And then uh, there's another one that I can't remember off the top of my head either, but roughly five homegrown players that could be called up. Um, yeah
2: I mean, I mean, look, man would would it be nice to to win the inaugural MLs next cup or whatever they call that thing? yeah, and it would it, be a cool thing to to throw up on the on the on the, on well, the
1: I'm not talking about winning it. I don't yeah, care about but, winning but, it. But,
2: winning but, it, I mean, it doesn't but, matter, but, but, but regardless of the fact, I mean, look, do we have a capable team of doing it? Yeah, I mean, look at have been doing fantastic the whole season, so the, why, why would they be one of the top contenders to win the the league or whatever you know or the cup or whatever they call it, you know? You know, would it be nice? Great, yes, it would be. It'd be something cool to have. You know, obviously, be a franchise with the with the first reserve league title. Blah blah blah. You know, but like like you mentioned earlier, you know, to be in a playoff situation, whatever. Yeah, that's cool. Against other kid, uh, against other players that are kind of on the same level as you. Cool. You know, but would I rather than be playing against a team that's fighting for playoff positioning? You know, and given that they're all there and show me what kind of what kind of skills they have against a against a squad that's that's fighting for everything in playoff positioning. I'd rather see that, you know. Um, I'd rather have I'd rather those players get that type of experience, you know, because uh they've had the whole season already playing against those teams,
1: you know, and I want to see them up their level and play against professional players. Let me play devil's advocate. What if part of the problem? I'm saying part of the problem, not saying all of it, because I don't want people to jump on me and say, oh, well, you said it was coach. It's not just coach. Well, it said players are a big problem too. What if, though, part of the problem with this club right now, or at least the team, the senior team, is the fact that there is some toxicity in that locker room? What if there are some players that are cancer players, that are the players that they create, uh, you know, they create uh, mental issues? Now, let me finish, Mark. Let me finish. The reason I bring this up is you've got kids right now that have a winning mentality. They have proven they have a winning culture at Dynado's. They have proven that they understand how to get the most out of each other. They have proven that they understand how to play together. I'm, all, again, playing devil's advocate. I'm not saying this is the case, but they've proven all these things. If you bring them up, you are in a position where you may potentially break what you have already built with those five players in particular down at Dynados. Now, the flip side of that, the part that you'll probably bring up, is isn't that exactly what the Dynamo need right the, right now at the senior level? Don't they need that kind of winning culture, that kind of winning attitude, But my question is, do the veteran players that are instilled within the Dynamo senior team right now, the ones that probably aren't going to be here next year, are they going to just listen to a young kid that's coming up? Regardless of the fact they've been winning, are they going to be willing to accept that or are they just going to shun it? And then that kid has that kind of a reality check where, oh, this is what it's actually like. Now I got to be that, you know, I got to grind all over again, you know, to, to get to this spot. So I have I have
2: two two ways of combating what you're saying, I, and obviously I know you're playing devil's advocate, so yeah, yeah I'm not right. gonna go too hard about, too hard onto you about it. But so first and foremost, that's why Kenny Bunny's the interim coach. You know, hey, he understands the type of players he's gonna bring up. He understands the way their attitude and all stuff like that. And he's that coach. You, whoever's bringing toxicity or whoever or whatever you don't like to see, you they train by themselves. Then you move them far away from, from whatever, from the first team, they go train by themselves or, you know, or, 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 Hey, you know what? Your vacation started early or, you know what? Hey, thanks for playing for the dynamo. Hey, I'll see what's better luck in your future endeavors. That's, that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the one benefit about having a sorry club that, you know, that, that that is not making playoffs that, Hey, if a, play, if a player doesn't want to be part of the culture or whatever's going on. Cool. You know what? your check will still come in the mail or or direct deposit or whatever, however way you get your check. We'll see you later. You know, Uh, second, you know, like there, there is no, there is no culture toxicity What that, that, that you can't, you can't, you can't negatively influence anything that's already negative in that, in that clubhouse, you know, Um, it can't get any worse. And like I said, Oh, it absolutely can get worse. If, if 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 somebody if somebody is trying to be a a, a dick for 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 lack of a better term about something or whatever, or let's say let's say somebody tries to throw up a storm because hey, I'm playing for my next contract. Why are you playing this kid? Well, shit, you had the whole season to play for your contract for next year, and you decided to not give a shit and not, and not do anything about it. So you know, I'm going to give this kid a chance because he's my future, and I'm trying to see this. So if you want to go uh play for a contract or whatever for next season for whoever hey go train and go work on your on your skills go work on your passing skills go work on your crossing skills go work on whatever skills you feel necessary to make to take it to the next level but you're going to do that separately from the first team look i mean it, it, all clubs do this when the, not look not uh, no there's no club in the world that has 100% happy players you can be the, the the Champions League winners. You can be a trouble winning team in Europe, uh, whatever. Even that club has it doesn't have hundred percent happy players because there's players that want to play that don't aren't playing. There's players that don't feel important, that don't feel wanted, that don't feel needed, and things of that nature. And what do you do those fans? You banish them. Hey, don't worry about it, man. Your money's still going to come in the it's still going to hit your 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 bank account. You know, we'll
1: see you when we see you. I think that's a fair take. Um, I just, you know, I think it's an interesting position that, uh, you know, Kenny Bundy's in. Uh, There are a lot of things to consider. Uh, I don't think it's fair to, you know, if he does or does not call up the youth players, I don't think it's fair to judge him on that, you know, over these five. And I know, I know, I know, I know you're not saying that. I'm just saying, this is more for everybody else. But,
2: but what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is like I think that's one of the reasons why Bundy got got the interim job, you know, because they could have gotten number number of different ways, you know. I mean, they didn't have to get, they didn't have to interrupt what Dynados is doing or what Kenny's doing, right? But but I think they did this purposely because they want to see some of these kids up in the first team, you know, and and they want to and they want those kids to have a voice that they're familiar with, that they, that has an understanding of what they. Of what they what they can bring to the to the to the team because obviously he's coached them he knows what what their limitations are or where or where they're great at or what position is best best suited for them you know so so now you have somebody now you have somebody on those kids' side because this is the, this is the coach you play for this coach the whole year if anybody knows you is this coach so I mean you had if if let's say Palomino and Castillas and and, and Valdez get called up, right? And he says, "You know what, guys? You're go- y- y'all are going in for for SKC this weekend. Palomino, I need you to be over here. Casillas, I need you to play over here." And everybody's like, "Whoa, whoa, what's going on? You? That means you took out Coco, or you took out Memo, or you took out whoever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. The coach has faith in you because he's seen you the whole season." Play and play to a above average level. That's why Dynados is in the position they're in. And playoffs, you know. So if the coach has that much faith in you and he's on your side backing you, then you're then you're free to do what well out there and enjoy your soccer and to be and, and go do whatever you can to go to make this team better
1: or or, or, or and take full advantage of your opportunity. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I, again, you know, I, I don't argue that that point, uh, you know, again, mostly just playing devil's advocate. But I, no, I do I, have I to again, I, I think it's unfair because we don't know those conversations that are going on. But, you know, we, we, we are viewing it from the outside, looking in again, nobody expected that Pat was going to fire Apollo. And as Pat said, it was his decision. So yeah. no matter what is said publicly, we know we can't trust that necessarily because Pat's already shown that what he says publicly is not going to jive with what is actually the case, right? So I say it's that a politically correct statement. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, he's he's saving face for his coach, and he he's doing politically speaking, diplomatically speaking, what you do. Mm-hmm. But my point being, while we believe that these things are the case purely based off what's been said and kind of our expectations, our understanding of the situation. That's not necessarily a guarantee that that is the case, right? And, and we know that because we've seen it, you know, in other ways too. But, you know, it, it, it's – I just don't want people to get into a situation where the expectation is, all right, we're going to see Palomino on Saturday. Well, we don't know that we're going to see Palomino on Saturday. No,
2: no, no. Yeah. And, and, and that's not what I'm trying to say here. You know, like I said, you know, Paulo's is going to be the head coach and he's going to try to do – because this is an opportunity for him too, Right. I mean, you know, we can't we can't lose sight of that as well because, and this is a, this is an opportunity for him, and I'm sure he's gonna throw, he's gonna try to throw his name into into the into the hat for trying to be the next dynamo coach, which, uh, with all means, he should he should. I mean, you know, if if I was in his shoes, I would be trying to do the best job I can these next couple of weeks to show them why they that they that their new their new coaches in house, you know. But with that being said, I mean, obviously. There's things that I mean if like if i if I was pat, you know and and i'm and I'm and I'm going about like who am I gonna put in the interim basis you know to to obviously take this team you know the, just to kind of hold this team together for the last couple of weeks, you know and i'm if I'm thinking like Pat, I'm trying to kill two birds with one stone, and it's like you know what man I, these these kids in the diados are doing really well, I can put Bundy there. And if if I call up some of these kids or Bundy, if I tell Bundy to call up some of these kids, these kids will feel comfortable. Well, the pressure would be there, be pressure, but not as much because you know, like I said, like I mentioned earlier, you'll have somebody on their side that's already seen them play, who knows who knows what's best for them and and knows how to play them to the best of their abilities and all that. So you kind of kill two birds with one stone. And on top of that, I mean, you're it's kind of a promotion for Bundy for showing for showing him you know, give him gratitude to him for the great job that he did with the wood dynados. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's kind of killing two birds with one stone. And I think it's the best way. I think he, t- I think he went the right direction with getting Bundy into that position. Um, but like I said, we'll see what happens. So I, I'm I'm not expecting like, you know, uh, all of a sudden this Saturday, you know, half the team is the youth players like, nah, that's not, that's not realistic. Would you be upset yeah. if they were though? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Obviously, I, I, no, I know I, would, I wouldn't be, but I mean, but I've been calling, I've been calling for this for yeah. the last month, month, month and a half. You, you've you been on a show with me, Sean. I, I mean, feel you. I feel you. You know, so, so, I mean, I, I've been playing a youth ever since we got destroyed by Philadelphia. So, so, you know, it's one of those things where like, man, I, Philadelphia,
1: Philadelphia game was almost six weeks ago. Yep. We've oh. only had two shows since then though. So, so, you know,
2: yeah. But uh, but yeah, man, uh, I mean, but so LaShawn, let's get let's get to the juicy part, man. Like, cause I mean, you know, obviously it's um it's one it's one thing about being a fan and having this much passion and love about for your club and 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 you thinking that you know what's best for the club. And oh that if you bring in this person, they would tearing everything around and X, Y, Z. So let's I mean, I know you got a couple of names you want to mention as far as head coaching candidates and and why you want to bring them in, whatever. So you know, I know I got a couple, a couple of guys. So, you know, let's, let's, let's go down a couple of your guys. Let's, you know, you go first and then I'll go and then, you know, All right. whatever. All right. And, uh, right. and, 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 t- and tell me why, like, why, why this guy and like, you know, what do you think he, what what are the positives that he brings and how do you think he,
1: he'll fit into this dynamo culture that we're trying to establish? All right. So I'll give you my number one. We'll start with our number ones. My number one, Everybody knows who this is. Like you guys, <laughs> if you don't know who I'm about to say, I will be sad. Cause you have not watched this show enough. Let's, let's,
2: let's give the guy, let's give the guys, let's give, let's give the people in chat, like maybe two or three seconds. to type in. <laughs> think it
1: is. Yeah. Tell me who I'm about to say. Cause I know you're going to be right.
2: right.
1: Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm not going to say the name yet, but I will explain why I think this guy is the right guy for this position right now. Number one, uh, understands MLS. Number two, understands internationally the idea of developing players. Number three has an international pedigree. Number four has proven it at multiple levels across multiple different teams, across multiple different leagues, and at different levels. Mm. So, and, and, finally, he's almost guaranteed to be available once the World Cup is done. Almost guaranteed
2: that's mm-hmm. like an oxymoron
1: well you know i can't 100 guarantee it because anything is possible but if you ring his phone now and you say hey ain't nobody I watching anymore because nobody's commented yet i mean y'all are killing yeah. me smalls but in all seriousness you ring that phone and you say hey guy y- you know uh uh look we got an opening we know you know we've got an opening we think you'd be a great fit tell us your number that's that's the phone call that you need to have with this guy, and then and if he I, and then and hold, I think I, you I need think to pull that, the hold on. Have you seen the? And I'm going to just throw this out there. Have you seen the uh, the Welcome to Rexham show yet?
2: No, I'm saying I'm waiting for it to all come out like so a binge it. I you need watching. to watch. it. You can see it on Hulu. I know, I know.
1: You need to watch it, and the only reason I say that is there's a couple of moments in the third episode, maybe the second episode, where they put a full court press basically on a particular person that they wanted to recruit actually they did it twice they did it once for coach and once for player star oh, player sure. and but but it wasn't like just okay you know they they the first contact was not with you know not with uh not with the owners but it was you know it was with the agent and and when they put the feelers out the agent rebuffed and said oh no you know that he he's not interested but the funny thing is is when the owner calls and he tries to set up a, a you know a, just a call with it you know, they, they, he takes the call and they sit on the phone for an hour and a half and they talk vision. They talk. They don't probably don't even talk money amounts. They talk no. vision. They talk, you know, they talk plans. plans. plans you know, yeah. They talk plans. They talk why they want this guy. And by the end of that call, that coach was bought in. That coach was like, you know, I'm all right. I, I, you know, we'll talk. We got some more. You know, I got to work with my agent to figure some things out. But, you know, I, I'm definitely not saying no anymore. And then sure enough, they were able to get that guy in. Yeah. Hey, don't kill don't know spoilers. I'm go not, ahead. I'm just saying, I, I mean, come on. Go go so, Google so,
2: Rex. So, Rexum Rex AFC so me, is all you need to do. So tell me why Tata should be a, a that's next right. Dynamo Tata, coach.
1: thank you. Yes, Tata, Tata Martino. I already said why I think he should be great, why he would be great, because he fits, he checks all the boxes across the board at every level for everything you want in a head coach for your dynamo. Uh, look, you've got a young player in Sebas uh, in Sebas Ferreira and you've got another young player in Thor, uh, uh, Thor Ulfarsson that fit the type of players that I guarantee you Tata would absolutely salivate to have a chance to coach at their ages right now. You have an older player, but a player who's experienced at a position that you'd want an experienced player in Ace Ace. And you've got so much flexibility that Tata Martino can work with Pat and Asher to pinpoint guys that he wants from not only around MLS, but internationally to bring in not only just on actual full contracts, but players to bring in on loans that you can then turn into, you know, uh, buy options later if they pan out. Look, this is the guy that understands all the mechanisms that are in MLS. For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, That's my
2: number one. I, I- as of today, as of today, what, what what percentage do you think your Dynamo have to actually achieve a Tata Martino? If they go through the process that I said, where if, if we're being realistic, I mean, just 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 as of right now, now I'm not saying look, true. hey, look, like I said, I'm sure Pat, and then they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna call and all this stuff, whatever, and they're gonna have their talks, whatever. But like, as of right now, you know, what do you think is the possibility of of a Tata Martino choosing a Dynamo
1: if, over, let's say, a European club or whatever? If the Dynamo. Pat and Asher, if Pat specifically, if Ted specifically, actually call or reach out to Tata and his agent, if they try to actually go through the effort of actually recruiting versus making the guy apply for the position, right? If you do it that way and you say, we respect you enough, we believe that you're the guy enough, that we're going to take the effort, we're going to take the, the ambition to reach out to you, then I think there's probably better than an 80% chance you could land a Tata Martino over over Mm. a European club because Mm. this is a a, a league that he has had success in. And if the the team owner and the the GM are willing to go through that effort to call you or reach out to you and and talk to you about what their vision and their plan is as a person in in any level, in any organization, in any business, If I was recruited at that level by a CEO of another company for my my real life job, I guarantee you, I guarantee you that at least I would listen to that offer and it would be hard for me to pass up that offer, even if I have opportunities in Europe, because, again, it's a place I'm comfortable with. And coming off the situation he's in right now, he's not comfortable. So give him that comfort level back.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, I mean, being the Mexican national national head coach is a, is a tough gig because there's so much pressure for, uh, for uh, there's so much pressure for that nation to do something that never been done before, and that's, uh, playing that fifth World Cup game. But, uh, but yeah, man, um, I I, 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 mean, trust me, I'm, I'm, I'm on, I'm on that ship with you, Sean. If they can get Tata Martino. That would be, that would be the coup of all coups, to be honest, with the names available that are out there. I mean, I mean, look do I believe like a, like a Thomas Tuchel will come over here? No, oh, I mean, no. come on, you know, how like, do a, you like want a, Thomas Tuchel like, to be honest, a, like, 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 a Pochettino, like, you know, like those names, like, come on, let me take him on number two. Come on. Like, like let's just try to be realistic a little bit, you know? Yeah. yeah uh, I but, you. you know, but, but the fact of the matter is like, you know, like you said, tazo Martino has MLS experience. He won everything, you know, when he was with Atlanta United. So he understands how, to, how to get it done. He has a pedigree. Um, He has a he'll have respectability. He will command respect as soon as he walks into those doors because of the players he's coached and the and the teams he's he's coached, and obviously the 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 resume he brings in. I mean, Champions League. You're talking about uh, Copa America, Gold Cups, um, Club World Cups. I mean, you know, he's in every any any big stage you call you can name. He's coached in it, so you know. Big teams like Argentina, Paraguay, Mexico, obviously Barcelona, uh things like that. So he's coached the best of the best, man. So I mean, you know, what what player could ever just, you know, not not really trust him as a coach? Because I mean he's done it anywhere, anywhere and anywhere everywhere he's gone to. So uh yeah, he would most definitely be my number one candidate. You know, I'm I'm right right there with you. Um, me, I'm gonna bring up um, uh, well, like I said, Tata's my number one candidate as well. But you know, just to be different from you, obviously the name that I'm going to bring up is is a name that I've mentioned prior, and this is the name that I've mentioned a couple of times, especially the last two uh, hiring processes, and that's uh, Antonio Mohammed. Um, Obviously, he's, he's winning pedigree. He has coached in Liga MX. He's coached in La Liga with Vigo. Uh He's won in Liga MX with the, with Club America, winning a title. He's won CONCACAF uh, Champions League with Monterrey when he was during his time in Monterrey. Uh, and he has an attacking style of play, which, is, which numerous amount of times Pat has said we want an attractive style of play. We want to be proactive on the pitch. We don't want to be reactive. We want to control the tempo of the game. And that's what his style of play brings. Uh so and and right now he's sitting on the couch chilling. So you, you can bring him in tomorrow. Ted, send the jet, send send the PJ over to where Antonio's at and bring him in. You know, I mean, let's have a talk. I mean,
1: you say that, but so is Mark <laughs> Maricho uh, So well, well yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, but you know, um, I'm just
2: being a little bit more realistic, you know? But, you know. I mean obviously you know hey, it is he he might end up coaching Chelsea here or he might end up coaching uh, Leicester City. Uh we, we don't know. But uh but yeah, but but like you know, Antonio Mohamed like I said he understands what winning in this region takes. Uh obviously you know, like I said he's won the 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 the, the domestic title in the league MX, he's won the continental title uh for this region being the Concacaf Champions League. Uh, he's, he's and one in La Liga. So, I mean, you know, he understands winning, he understands play, uh, obviously him being a former player himself, he understands from the player perspective as well. Uh, so I think he's somebody that would demand a lot of respect and has a lot of pedigree and has, and has a, a really good resume. And I think he would bring in a lot, he would attract a lot of players to the dynamo.
1: Yeah, I, I, you know, certainly agree on Antonio, uh, Muhammad. I, that would be a, a, a... A coach that I certainly would would be able to get behind, and one I would not be even remotely upset to to see guess, walk through those doors. Hey,
2: Sean, somebody said Lucci, but Lucci signed was San Jose Earthquake.
1: Yep, that's what I said. I thought he was spoken for. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, number two, you know, I, I I know you think it's impossible or improbable, but I'm actually gonna go Mauricio Pochettino, and here's why. It's Look, you guys know the accolades. You know my connection with Murray Patatino, so I don't need to go there. But the reason why this is feasible is because this is the first time we've had an owner with true ambition. The first time we've had a GM that is in a position where you win and you keep your job. You lose and you might as well be shown the damn door because you're walking out. Like, this is a situation where realistically there should be no coach off the table except a coach like a Jurgen Klopp who honestly is probably going to be available not too much longer from now but another coach <laughs> shut up Mark another like you know there are other coach like Tuchel again I still think out of the realm of possibility but Mauricio Pochettino look he didn't have a job offer he didn't have a possibility um or no he did he was with PSG but then PSG showed him the door and he couldn't find anywhere else to go so he's gotten he's got nowhere right and he's he, I mean the guy would be honestly out. He would need, he would need an MLS assistant. And I don't think that's an issue either, but I, I come back to, I don't think we should be in that, in that mindset of, Oh, well those names have to be off the board. I mean, we've seen no, coaches no. come here that, that Frank into MLS and, and we have to, mm-hmm. given the ambition that the owner has already stated that he has and the ambition that is clear based off this firing, these guys aren't going to be settling hmm. for an MLS coach. They're just not. No, look, I
2: mean, look, look, you, look, you have to have ambition. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that, you know, hey, don't, don't throw out a filler or, or, you know, or don't, hey, send, let's, let's send a
1: let's. Let let's me send ask quick. you a genuine question because I agree with that. But let me ask you a genuine question. If it was announced in Thanksgiving, the week after Thanksgiving, so like the first week of December, if it was announced that Pochettino was coming to the Dynamo, well, I mean, legitimately, would I mean you'd be okay with that, right?
2: Look, I mean, aside, aside from the fact of you know of him being a former Spurs coach or whatever, all that, all that crap, whatever. But like, but like, there's levels to this. There's there's, there's levels to these things, right? Sure, sure. It's 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 one of those things where like you know. You know, when, when, when David, when David Beckham came to MLS, right? Like, like everybody was like, what the fuck? You know, like when, when, when Terry Henry came in, you know, it's like, wait a second. Like what's going on here? You know, there's always has to be that first, I guess that first club to actually do it to start, you know, like, oh my God. Because I mean, like, look, this, and this is one of the problems that Liga MX has, right? they have a bunch of retreads where they just keep retreading, retreading coaches around, you know, to different clubs in the, and in, 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 in the same league and stuff like that, whatever, blah, blah. blah. So you see the same, the same P pe- the same coaches, just a different club every year. And I don't think MLS wants to do anything like that and be a bunch of retreads, obviously. Right. So they they're obviously going to bring in player uh, coaches from different countries, different mindsets. Uh, obviously they're going to hire from within with MLS assistance being promoted to other clubs, you know, depending on how they view it. But, you know, if, yeah, if, if whenever they, they announced that pochettino is coming to the dynamo, Oh yeah, that would be, that would, that would cause waves, you know, because now you have somebody who the the thing about that, a coach like that with that, with that kind of prestige and, and and that was right there with, with a pochettino. Oh, absolutely. 100%. So, 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 I mean, you know, and that's why I think he's our number one, right? Because, we know that he doesn't come in here to bullshit. Yep. He has his style. He knows what he wants to play. He knows the type of players he wants. And he knows how he's going to get it done. There, 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 he has a step, he has, he has, he has a four-step program. You know, it's it's not these. Oh, I'm gonna play this player to see how he plays. Oh, I'm gonna play him over here to see how he does over here. No, he knows the type of player he wants, the type of player he needs, and what kind and what kind of philosophy he has to, to be able to bring winning culture to whatever club he goes to. And, and, and like I said, I mean, you know, yeah, that, I mean, obviously that would cause waves, but, but I would give it less than a 2% chance for a Pochettino to come to. The dynamo, oh, I'm not honestly. saying
1: the chance is high. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, on yeah. my mind. No, no, no.
2: I got you. But got he's you. my number
1: two. There was one other reason that, I, that hasn't come up that nobody's really thought about. You when he coached Spurs, number one, he coached Spurs. Who's another coach that coached Spurs? That's within this Dynamo oh, man, slash Dash organization. No, 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 hold up! You say hold on, but there's a connection there, and I know that. Look, JCA ain't gonna be calling him up and saying, "Yo, you know, we got a history." But there's a connection there. There's a network there. Why not at least try to tap into it? At least say, "Hey, JCA, you got you got some experience with these Spurs people. Let's, let's talk a little bit." I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. So the other, the other thing, the other reason why I actually think he'd be a good fit, not some, I mean, obviously besides being a world-class coach, but the reason I think he'd be a good fit is even with Spurs, he played the youth a lot. He was not opposed to playing guys like Jaffa Tenganga, who's now not a starter, but he's playing Uh, guys like, uh, you know, Davis who, who, uh, you know, nobody uh, thought that he should be playing left back. And he was one of the better players at the time at left back. Um, you know, and there were plenty of other youngsters. Deli Alley was another player that he played a lot, you know, played young players consistently. And so he's a, he's a coach that's proven that he could help young players come along. Uh, and if you could do that at the highest level, then there's no doubt you can do that at the, at, in the MLS level. Right. So that's another reason why I say Pochettino, like, that's why he's my number two. Again, you know, why, you know, Tata my number one, cause he's done it in MLS, but Poch is my, you know, one B if you will, at that point.
2: I gotcha. I got you. So I'm gonna go a little bit um, out of out of out of the ordinary, as far as like some of the names that've been thrown out. You know, I, I know a lot of people are throwing out names like Matias Almeida and 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 and, um, and things of that nature. You know, but I'm gonna go with a with a coach, and that guy might not remember or might not be too familiar with. But uh, but when I when I tell you what he did, then you'll be like, oh yeah, that guy, uh, Dominique Torrent. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, Dominic Turan, for those who don't remember or recall him, uh, coached New York FC, New York City FC. Um, you know, obviously the first winning coach over there. Uh, one, uh, he used to be an assistant coach for Pep Guardiola, so he's under that Pep Guardiola coaching tree. So obviously you know what kind of style and philosophy he's going to bring to the table. Um, you know, obviously he coached uh, being assistant in Barcelona, Bayern, Man City, and obviously being the head coach at New York FC. Uh, he last coached at Galatasaray, Galatasaray and Turk the Turkish League. So he's coached in big, big places, big clubs, uh, all that good stuff. And he has MLS experience. So, you know, and he's not a, he's not that big, big name because obviously, you know, he's not like, you know, he, he, he's not Pep Guardiola, right? But, you know, but he's, he's under that tree and he understands MLS, especially coming from. Uh, New York City FC, and doing that whole thing after a uh, coaching coming. I think he coached after Patrick Vieira uh, left New York, New York City FC. So you know, he's a guy who I find really intriguing, and somebody who the Dynamo can can realistically go out there and get. This is this is a coach that I feel that you know, if they threw through, if they called up the agent, the agent will call him right back. You know, and and they would, and they can sit down and talk, and and they can hash out a contract like that. Um, now, is that what I want as far as the hiring process? No, I want them to fill out other players, uh, other coaches and, and see what kind of, uh, you know, what kind of quality of coaches out there that that you can bring in. Right. But, you know, but it's, but if, but if Dominic Tarrant was the coach to be named, uh, later on, and I, I me personally, I wouldn't be. Oh man, you know because I I think I understand the type of the type of coach he is, and obviously the playing style. Now, does he have that pedigree of being able to bring in players? That's something we'll have to wait and see. You know, obviously Tata Martino or Pochettino, like you mentioned, uh, Sean has a pedigree where they have they coach so many high level players that they can hey call up somebody and be like hey man why don't you come over here and come play with me again you know and this and that and you already forgetting about
1: Antonio and Muhammad you already forgetting. What do you mean? You, you, did, you only said you only said poch and Tata. You didn't say Muhammad. That's why I'm asking. No, yes, yes I did. No, you, just, now you did
2: not. That's what I'm saying. Be, 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 before you said before you said before you said poch. I, 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 you know, you no, said no no, 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 I'm not
1: talking about it this. I'm talking about you said. You know Tata and Poch have that that ability to pull players. Well, Muhammad has ability to pull players. Oh, maybe. no, yeah,
2: yeah, no, yeah, he he does he does, it, he does as well. But that, I'm thinking that's what I was talking about. That's what But I'm listening. But I'm listening. I'm listening. The pros for for Dominic and sure, I and I feel sure. like you know one of one of the cons for him would be like maybe maybe he doesn't have the same pull as a Tata or a Portantino, you know, uh, or as an Anthony Muhammad because they've been they've been the number one guy in their in their respective positions. You know where yeah. as as Dominic has been the number two guy. You know, for the most, for the most part, and in big clubs, huge clubs, but you know, but like you know, it's it's a difference between the number one guy and the number two guy. Yeah. So, um, but you know, but like you know, like I said, guys, I mean, it's 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 a lot of names out there, man, and it's and it's exciting, even though we have to go through another shitty season, another obviously, um, uh, a couple months of. Speculations or whatever, but I mean, just to like think about the the possibilities and the names out there, and you know, and it's and it's funny because you know I think on the I, I forgot on who who was interviewing him or who asked him the question about has he talked to uh, Tata Martino or Marcelo Belza? Yeah, you know, <laughs> and, and he's and he's like, no, look, we, I just I we just we just made the decision not too long ago. Um, yes, I mean, if, if the, uh, I would be, I, they would be elated to have conversations with those coaches. You know, and and you know this and that. You know, but but until we get to that point, as of right now, I can't say anything as far as they they go. But I mean, but it's good to understand. It's good to see that Pat has an open mind about things like that. You I know, I can see you
1: looking down at your screen. I saw that. <laughs> I saw you look at that screen.
2: Yeah, yeah. If, if, if you can have an open mind about things like that, you know, because yeah. Yeah. sometimes you know, even even though like I, even though like I said. Potino is a less than two percent chance happening, right? Yep. but if somehow they pulled that Patino out, 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 out of their ass. Hey, I, I, I'll eat all the crow you want me to eat, man, because it's <laughs> it, you know it's like dude like I mean, look, I mean, we 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 just discussed. I didn't expect I didn't expect them to to fire Nagamore yeah. until the end of the season. And look, look what they did. That
1: that uh-huh. that's that's the thing that I think is so hard to grasp as a Dynamo fan, who's been a fan for so long of this team during all these slim years uh, and really, you know, since the inception of the club, Uh um, um, starts to interrupt one zero or that's why I said. You were looking at your screen. I thought you were looking at your uh-huh. screen. Oh, OK. Well, anyways um but as it, i think it's so hard to you know to i wouldn't say accept but it's so hard to grasp the level of of commitment that this owner has for this club look this was yes okay ted gave the the you know gave the authority and the responsibility to pat to make the decision but i guarantee you pat had a conversation with ted that basically said ted is it okay if we do this now because the last 5 weeks of the season don't mean anything, you know, from this perspective. You know, Ted, Ted wants to win. He doesn't want to have oh, yeah. a mediocre team. And yeah. we've never, not even when we had AEG, we've never had a coach in this market uh in, you know, at, with an MLS club or even the NWSL club that you know, that had that level of ambition, that had that level of commitment to the team and the club. And to me as a Fan, that is the most The most uplifting and encouraging thing from this firing that could I possibly think, come from it
2: I think the, the 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 good thing about here the positive thing about here about tad and the, and the new ownership and the fact that we should be thankful that he that he bought in into the and into the city of Houston and things like that is because he understands the sleepy giant that he has here with in front of him, you know. He understands, like, if if I if I can get this club into 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 the into MLS contention, into battling for MLS Cup titles year in year out, uh, CONCACAF Champions League, whatever, making this fan base believe in the Dynamo and and seeing Dynamo Orange out there in the streets of Houston, he knows he has huge, huge, uh, um, financial gains. Uh, just just to, to to available to him because you know you don't you don't put in the amount of money he put in to purchase the club uh to purchase the building over there next next to the Dynamo stadium so that way the the front office can have offices to operate out out of instead of being at george R brown you don't make you don't make those type of moves without you know without wanting to get something in return. I no, I never I've never met a businessman who has a lot of money and, you know, is just wanting to, hey, here's here's this money. Don't
1: don't ever worry about giving it back to me. Like, that's that's how that's 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 not how they work. Yeah, that's not how they operate. He's spending money. He's spending money to upgrade the uh, infrastructure of the club to upgrade. You could even say to upgrade, you know, the the, you know, the the um, the culture of the club. mm -hmm. He spent money to upgrade the culture, uh, not the culture, but the infrastructure of the stadium. Uh, he mm-hmm. spent he's spending money to upgrade effectively to upgrade the culture of or not culture but to upgrade the coach. Uh, what a tackle! Holy crap! Yeah, I, I mean you you have to understand that. Uh, but I think he just awarded a PK. Screw that ref! <laughs> uh, but
3: you know you
2: have you have to understand that. Look, representation about how your club is represented it means everything.
1: Absolutely. You know,
2: and 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 if you're and if you're going into a meeting to go pitch a high end player. Or a top-level quality player that's available and you walk in there with a tata martino you know somebody who's coached leno messi who's coached uh kunagueros who's coached luis suarez you know who's coached uh hector herreras you know who's coached big time players like that you know they they start to listen to you those those type of players those type of players start listening they start being more intrigued you know like i said like the fact that they were able to pull Hector Herrera. From 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 Europe into into coming to the Dynamo, that's 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 an amazing feat in itself, in my opinion, to be honest, because you know there there's not there's nothing here, yeah. Realistic, like realistically, yeah. Like, yeah. Real, like realistically speaking, Sean, aside from aside from letting him know that you know you've been to Houston as a as a Mexico national team player, you see how 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 responsive those fans are to you and your national team. Why not come do that every every week as, as a player for the Dynamo? aside from that, you have not, you didn't have anything else to sell them. You know, you weren't selling a winning, a winning culture. You weren't sending you were. you weren't selling a, a club that's worthy of championships. Nothing. I mean, you know, a, the, you're selling him on potential yep. and, 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 and luckily for, for us and maybe for him too, they he's at the, he's at a fork in his career where, yeah, you know what? I'm willing to take this path, you know? Whereas like players like, you know, that's they, in before, like, you know, your David Beckham's or whatever, or your, or, or your, or your Robbie Keynes, you know, or your Terry Henry's, you know, or, or whoever, you know, they came in because look, this is where the most money was available. And plus it's a big market was Los Angeles. It was New York. You know, obviously those are a global cities, even though Houston is a global city, but not to the stature of Los Angeles and New York, uh, you know, you, you got them. So now that you got that, and you and you and you lay that down,
1: you got to keep building upon that. Yep, absolutely, one hundred percent agreed. Looks like Orlando City's winning this. Yeah, I see that two two nil. Uh so who you, your second was? Uh, Terrain, Torrent, Terrain. Dominique Terrain, not Toretto. not Torrado. Yeah, Terrain. Yeah. He's not
2: family, huh? He's the well. Well, let's who knows? He might be family. Hey, if, he, if he's the coach, he's family now. He is family, right? Oh, man. But, you know, I mean, like, dude, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. I mean, look, I mean, it's it's a start. every time you bring in a new coach, and obviously we've been through this carousel the last uh, two, uh, two out of the last three years. But, man, now that we've gone, if now that we're going to it a third time in the last, well, I guess now four years, mm-hmm. it's, man, it's like, dude, we got a third time has to be a charm, and we have to get, and they have to get this right. Yeah, like, absolutely. Because if this if this hire is not right, I mean, like, honestly, dude, like, we're 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 probably talking Pat out, aren't we? Yeah, oh, absolutely. You know, as, as as look, as much as we love and respect Pat, and he's he's a dynamo legend forever. You know, it's you know, you got you you got you have to you have to do well in your job yeah. to keep it.
1: He's basically said as much. Uh, you know, he said, "This is on me." He goes, "You know, this is." You know we're gonna get this right, and and I'm gonna do everything I can to get it right. But he did, definitely said it was on him, so that's uh, you know that that's important to to keep in mind. Um, you know we only have about 13 minutes left in the show. Where has the show gone? Lots of talk about coach, and and that's not really surprising. Uh, but with uh less than 15 minutes to go, 13 minutes. Do you want to do a little prediction uh, prediction? Do to it. So right. we still have games left, huh? Yeah, we got five games, five matches left. Dynados have a match coming up as well. Uh Dash are off for international break. Uh uh, so so that we don't have to worry about the dash this week uh, in terms of well, predictions. Well,
2: well, well, well before we say we don't have to worry about the dash. let shout out to uh I was the getting dash, there from, for, 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 for for making their first playoffs, uh, for qualifying for the first playoffs. That's right. Uh and shout out to Ebony Solomon for winning back to back uh NWSL player of the month uh as well so i mean you know there's our little dash talk you know even though they're international break you know shout out to the ladies always
1: uh yeah and as a reminder our prediction segment is now sponsored by galasso.media make sure you guys check out galasso.media go get your uh player likeness merchant gear i guess is what we're calling it player likeness uh Mm -hmm. they've got the el toro or el zoro it's el zoro el zoro they've got the El, uh, el salmon or la salmon i'm not sure which uh, they've got the Le Uh They've got all sorts of other 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 ones as well. Uh, El científico, something something. Uh, make sure you go check them out. They got some awesome awesome gear, awesome merch. Uh, uh, and uh, you know, get some stuff for yourself and, uh, and enjoy looking good. That's that's what's always important. Uh, with that being said, let's do some predictions, Mark. Uh, let's do let's do Dynados first. Let's start with the positive. Dynados versus Colorado uh, on Sunday uh, Sunday evening match here, right? Uh I think it's here, yeah. I think it is here.
3: Hmm.
2: Uh this is without me knowing whether we're we're in the Dina where Colorado's in the standings or anything because I'm not even sure what where the standings are for for the Colorado Rapids too. Uh but they're not in the playoffs. I think I, they're I, not I they're think. not. So, <laughs> so with that being said, I feel like uh that those are those superior team. And obviously they're still fighting for playoff positioning because I mean they qualified for it but I because they still wanna uh, move up in those playoff standings to i guess hold more home field advantage. i mean, I, I don't even know how the how the that how the, the reserve league playoffs are gonna play out are they, are they gonna do the same thing as like one leg here, one leg over there? I'm not sure
1: well Sean, they, we don't have home and a leg uh, home and away legs anymore even in uh in in m l s playoffs they've gotten rid of that oh, that's entirely true, that's true, that's so, true yeah, them. I think it's probably just one match just like it is in m l s but uh uh for your benefit to help you with this prediction, Colorado uh rapids uh, or colorado whatever they're colorado too i guess uh they are uh they are below the medium line median line of uh of the western conference so if that okay, helps you so, so. helps your predictions at all mm, so they're kind of like the dynamo of the reserve lane maybe <laughs> um pretty close actually
2: i'm gonna say three one dynados. three one dynados just because those kids i think i, I think that like, they're motivated to to make sure they qualify for as many to have as many home games as they possibly can for the playoffs. And I think, I mean, I think only like one or two points separates them from being the top seed, if I'm not mistaken, if it last I looked on the, on on those uh, standings for the playoffs, so uh, they have, they still have a lot to play for. And yep. obviously with the home field advantage being out there for grabs, I'm pretty sure they're going to want to go all out for that. And this will be the first
1: game without Kenny Bundy as the coach. Right. So Yeah. Uh, yeah his assistant uh, at at dynados has actually been the one given the uh, keys to the kingdom for uh, for the next uh, handful of, a couple of matches for dynados uh, going into the playoffs so uh, it'll I'm be interesting out. to see if the team plays any different probably not they're probably going to play the same style you know stick with uh, stick with the one who brung you, as they say uh, for
0: sure, for sure. but i'm
1: going to go yeah I, I i like dynados 3-1 uh, but i actually i'm going to reduce this down to a 2-1 uh, for mm. Dynados, and that's because I do think that we see some of those players uh, that would normally feature for Dynadose. Uh, we might see a couple of those, maybe three of those players uh if they're able to make the the you know make the 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 move up uh, for the remainder of the season. I think we see some of those and and that's gonna disrupt Dynados even more. Uh, so I just think that'll be a little bit more of a struggle but but two one is still a you know more than reasonable result. Importantly, they beat St. Louis City too. Uh, Which is important because St. Louis, if I'm not mistaken, at that time were first in the Western Conference, or maybe they were. Maybe that was that was Tacoma. No, it was St. Louis. St. Louis was I
2: I, I know it's St. Louis, Tacoma, and North North Texas. Texas. Texas.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And we got another match against North Texas to close out the season too. Oh shit! Is that is that over there or over here? I think it's over there. I don't think that's here. It's not a. I don't think it's a rivalry one here. Okay. 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 Cool. Oh, so three one th- two one. Yep. Uh, we just want to win for those guys. So let's go, Dynados. So with that, that'll bring us to the uh, SKC coming, uh, coming here to play Dynamo. It's at home, right? Yeah, it's at home. That's yeah. here. Yeah, that's here. Uh, on Saturday. A uh, little flip concert. Yeah, that's right. Little flip concert. That's right. Uh yeah can can the uh, can the Dynamo do a little flip of their own Hey see the segue? Hey there you uh, go. do a little flip of their own uh and uh, surprise a very struggling uh SKC team uh with the coach that uh, probably needs to probably be on his way out <laughs> Not gonna lie in uh, Peter Vermees. Uh Maybe that's Paulo Nagamura's plan I'm gonna come in and be the head coach for SKC now uh with Peter Peter Vermees ready to ready to move on or maybe Vermes has has them on the side on the sidelines. Boy, that would that would that would be something. I would love to see that and I would love to see if that happens I would love to see Bundy start Marcelo Palomino and Palomino go off for a hat trick and just right. and just after the third goal just point at Paolo with a smile. Just 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 for the addicts. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I think I think we we've been watching too many novelas. Hey, hey, I I I've said this before. Look, if the Dynamo want to have an identity, there is no greater team or no greater option right now than to become the villains of the league. Just and do it. Just become the villains. Let's embrace there. the hate, you know? There you go. There you go. Uh, I'll let you go first this time since I went
2: first to the Dynados. What do you think?
1: I'm going to go, man, this is going to be a proact. This is going to be a very heavy, proactive team. Uh, this is probably going to be a surprising lineup in a very positive way. I got a good feeling about this one because it's SKC who's on a slide worse than we are. We were, and anytime you bring in a new coach, even if it's just an interim coach like this, any change like that is enough to shake things up. I think we see an inspired team. I think we see a team on the front foot from the very beginning. I think this is a 4-1 Dynamo victory.
3: Ooh, man.
1: Gee. I thought you were going to say 2-1. No, 4-1, man, 4-1. No, this is, this is wow. going to be... I think you are going to see defenders having to play for their out of their minds, and I think that you know, I just I feel like this is an opportunity for full throttle football. That's exactly what I was going to say. There you go, full throttle football.
2: I I, I feel like G Money has you. He's finishing your sentences over here. He said four three. Hey, look,
1: we share a brain sometimes, but I am okay with that. G knows what's up. There
2: you go, G said four three. Evidence at three two. SK uh, Dynamo winning by
1: one. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So that's our predictions. Obviously, again, no dash. So no dash to predict. Uh, but I figure since we have a couple of minutes that's, left, maybe I, I, we should. I, I, I didn't get. I didn't give my prediction. Well, you. Oh, I thought you just gave your prediction. Sorry, no, you were no, just no, reading no. it off the thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, my bad. Well, what's your prediction? I thought you said no. That's right. You were gonna let me go first. That's right. Sorry. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
2: Man, you know, it's tough because I understand what you're saying, where you're coming from about, like, you know, obviously you're shaking up the head, firing the head coach, now, you know, kind of put everybody in check and just kind of maybe motivating players that didn't have no motivation because now they see maybe a pathway to uh, kind of impressing the new person in charge and to try to get onto the pitch, right? Uh, New hope, I guess, is what we would call this. Um, Man, you know, man, what can I say? Shit. Because you know SKC suck, but somehow we end up sucking more for some reason. But <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's it's and I I want to be positive. I want to be positive, and I'm gonna be positive, all right? Because you know um, it's the time you, to be positive. Yeah, because you know we're gonna have that concert afterwards, you know, and it's gonna be a good time. Um, let's I'm I'm gonna go to Zero Dynamo. Hey, uh, I would take that on a heartbeat, yeah two yeah. zero Dynamo, and I'm gonna say it's a sevas brace cause you know i'm I'm on the campaign trail for Sebas to score all the goals for Dynamo. we're on the we're on the road trying to get to fifteen goals for Sevas, so before the season
1: ends. So, yeah, right. If I'm being positive, y'all got no reason to be negative. I'm just saying uh, so real quick, since we got just a couple of minutes left, I think I think I want to go here. Uh, I've been saving it thinking about it whether I want to talk about it. You know, I was looking for Arsenal today in the uh, uh, UEFA Champions League uh, results, and I didn't see him anywhere. I'm, I'm wondering what's what's up. Are 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 they just not playing? What's going on? I was. I, we're, we're over there looking on the top of you all on the Premier League table right now. You know, you're you know, not though. We, you're we not. In, no, you're not. Check that Premier League table what right now, mean, buddy. We, you are in third we, place. We are not third place. Yeah, you are. Tottenham and Man City are tied for first. Arsenal <laughs> are below them. What do you mean? Check that table. Uh-huh. Check that table. Uh-huh. Check, Check that table. Check the table, Sean. I'm checking it right now. Come on, Sean. I must I must be giving them negative points for that loss against who did they lose to again? <laughs> it's okay. Man United, it's all right. That's pretty that pretty hardcore to watch. Oh, that's right. Oh. Arsenal are still up there for one more match. Sorry, I'm thinking about tomorrow's match after See, they lose. Exactly,
2: thank, thank, thank you, thank you, thank you. Anyway, so you know, we're still sitting up high in the Premier League right now. It's all good, you know, but uh, you know Arsenal. Arsenal, France couldn't couldn't do it, but it's all right. I mean, you know, eh, it is what it is. Enjoy the Champions League for what you for what you can for right now, because you're probably not making it next season. So, enjoy it. <laughs> this coming from the club that hasn't made it in three seasons. Hey, it's all right. You know, it's 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 will it's, it's really have. Y'all, y'all made it the last one season and y'all haven't done anything with
1: it. So, I mean, you know. I mean, you know, you know. I'm not arguing,
2: <laughs>
3: but,
1: you know, we did beat Marseille today and it was a, it was actually a really terrible game until about the 60th minute and then it started. Yeah, Richa- Richarlison saved same all Hey, Richie, know, know, Richie's know. been a hell of a son and I'm not going to lie. And, and yeah, I've, I mean. I've said this on Twitter and I'll, I'll say it here. Look, I like the look of Arsenal this season. I think that they've got, they're going in the right direction. I like a lot of their players. I like the style of play that they have. Yes, coming from a Spurs fan, I'm not bashing Arsenal for a change. But I will say this. The thing that I am very concerned about with Arsenal is you just lost to Manchester United, who admittedly have been playing a lot better of late. That is the first time you guys have played a a, a Premier League club that was in the top six from last season. And your start to the season, yeah, it looks great on paper when you go 5-0. But when you go 5-0 against teams that were in the bottom half of the table from the season before... You know, you you got to look at that and go, hmm. Okay, maybe maybe I need to see what everything else is going to shake up like. But you guys have another two matches, I think, before you play Tottenham. And those next two matches, those are cakewalks for y'all. Y'all should be I mean, realistically, look, look. y'all look. should be seven and zero uh, oh and one going into the Tottenham match.
2: At, at the end of the day, it's about collecting points, and and that's what it is. You know? And I'm Hold not up. even I'm not bad for Arsenal. I'm giving no, you all no, credit. No no no, 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 no. I got you. I got you. Look, I mean, I watched the match. Uh, to be honest, I, I still I think Arsenal was the better team on that day. It's just, you know, uh two mistakes that the two goals and then they scored another goal. So I mean, you know, um Manchester United took full advantage of the mistakes that Arsenal made and they scored. Uh but if you but if you look at the entire game, you can't tell me that Arsenal was not the better team overall as far as pacing, and attacking, and quality and possession. But you know, but like I said, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. That soccer, you got to win. At the end of the day, and we and we didn't win. So, uh, but you know, we'll see what happens, and we'll see you October first. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, London derby. So, but guys, obviously, you know, we're coming to the end of the show. Um, you know, fantastic show today, obviously with the with the with the dismissal of Paulo Nagamara, Um, there's 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 there's, there's sunshine to be had here in the future of the Dynamo. So let's be happy, guys. That's Let's let that little ray of sunlight, you know, grow, grow, and grow. Uh, But with that being said, guys, you know, obviously we're going to hold it down for H-Town every time we come on. So.